I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. It's a special Tuesday edition after the Monday night football game and Short week of work for Dennis Allen and the coaches, as well as the administration as well, but Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis joining us tonight. Mickey, that was that was tough after the, the, the big win over the Raiders, uh, the shutout, and then last night. Just I mean, just your overall impressions and thoughts after a game that really not much went your way. Yeah, well, look, it, it wasn't a good performance. Um a loss never feels good. It particularly doesn't feel good in front of your home crowd on Monday night. Um, historically, we've played pretty well on Monday night. So, um, But, look, just give credit to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They're a good team, and they played well. Um, look, they ran the ball really well and, and did – you know, I thought they were really good on third down. That probably at the end of the day was the difference in the game is, is – um, you know they converted you know well over fifty percent i think sixty sixty seven percent of their third downs and and we were on the twenty percent um uh level so you know you're not gonna win many games when um when the other teams run the ball on you and converting first downs and because that leads to you know a time of possession um which was you know roughly thirty seven thirty eight minutes to our twenty one twenty two so um you're not gonna win many games that way. Now, uh, Mickey, uh, you know, it does matter when you play a team and then obviously how you match up against your opponent. Uh, I mean, look, look at the success Sean Payton and Drew Brees had. But, uh, boy, it took a while till they beat the Ravens. I'm looking at the Saints now. It's, really, I look at as the old Cleveland Browns and they moved to Baltimore. But since they've been the Ravens, um, it, we played them eight times. Now they've won six. We won a couple of games. And we've lost three games in New Orleans. Uh, well, what is the matchup that has not bode well for the Saints? Now, I know we beat them in Baltimore last time. Remember, Tucker misses the extra point. We all think we're going to overtime. It just seems like, to me, the Ravens. You want to talk about smash mouth. seems like they've always been a team that wins in the trenches. Well, you know, I think, first of all, it starts with their head coach, um, John Harbaugh. And, you know, Actually, it starts with the fact that they've had a really good team for a long period of time. Number one, but um, you know they've had they've had the same head coach for a number of years, and they play a really physical brand of football. And I I felt like watching the game. It's one of the few times, one of the few times um, in recent memory that that I felt like coming out of the game. Man, they were more physical than us, both on offense and defense. I don't think that happens very often. Um, to us, you know, particularly over the last six or seven years. And so let's give them credit. They, they were very physical. They're always a physical team. Um, they don't beat themselves very often. And, and uh, so you're going to have to go out and play a really good game to beat them. And uh, we certainly didn't do that last night. 
Now, uh, Mickey, looking at, uh, obviously, you look in the ebb and flow of a game and you see momentum swings. I, I was kind of discouraged. Now, you know, you got to play four quarters. But I thought right before the half, boy, if we could have made it 14-7 to instead of 14-3, to that might have been a big difference uh, going into halftime. And then coming out, obviously, after second and the second half, well, we didn't particularly uh, stop their running game when they ran it down our throw. But, uh, but I thought that was significant that Dalton was not able to hit Callaway to make it 14-7 to at that moment to end the half. Yeah, look, that was, you know, just a, a, a fingertip or two away from being a completion um, and a touchdown at the end. I, I think you're right. That would have given us a, a little more momentum coming into the second half. And, and, you know, what happens when you get more than two scores behind or you get two scores behind, um, you're kind of forced to, to play catch up, throw the ball more than you want to. And, look, I think we're a good running team. And, and you know, the last uh, uh, four or five weeks, you know, our running game has been been pretty darn decent. And, and yet, you know, in last night's game, they had 40 rushes and we only had 15. And so that's not that's not a formula for winning. And, Mickey, Lamar Jackson pretty much as built. He threw for 133, and he, he rushed for 93. But maybe something that probably won't show up in the stats is his ability to avoid the rush, you know, elongate plays, extend them. Cam almost had him in a sack and then a fumble. And it ends up being like a, a six- or eight-yard gain as opposed to a 15-yard loss. And as you talked about, that enabled them to be six of eight on third down in that first half. But, man, he was – he was very difficult to, to, to manage because he, of just his ability to, to kind of break through and, and continue the play. Yeah, you know, I thought, uh, I thought in the first half that really we did a good job, relatively speaking, uh, uh, with run defense. And we put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but he's got that magic. Uh, you think you've got him, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's in and out of a grasp and down, you know, down the field sometimes for – you know, only a six or eight yards, but you know, when, when you go from um, having him sacked to a six or eight yard first down gain, that's why you know that's why they're six of eight um, in the first half for uh, on third down, and, and um, again, that's the difference in winning, and that's that's why you know when you when you look at the numbers afterwards and you see you know Lamar with eighty two yards rushing and and only one hundred and thirty three passing and i think a hundred of that was in the first half as i recall um then you you think well man we have probably had a good good chance to win and in fact we didn't you know we we were really um after the first half never close to to threatening them so um that that's that's the magic that he brings i saw a graphic last night that he is uh you know i think he's 43 and 15 in the regular season as a quarterback and and that's pretty amazing now, Mickey, that's what I was going to ask you, because you w watched a lot of football, and I was familiar, I was doing the radio uh, in, in the ATL uh, with Michael Vick. So I'm looking at, like, Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. I trust your opinion. What, what is the difference between them, or, or do you think they're very similar? Well, I don't think there's a lot of difference. I, I, I think when we saw Michael Vick, um, particularly in those early years before he, he uh, injured his ankle, I think it was, he was pretty magical and um, elusive and fast and in and out of grasps and, and uh, had a really strong arm. 
I think maybe Lamar's a little more elusive. Um, I feel like Michael Vick was a little faster, but man, they were both problems. <laughs> you know, they're both problems, and and uh, I think Lamar's probably ha- has a little better cast with him um, than Michael had, and 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 a better defense. Um, and and I think you know, look, Baltimore has done a great job of. Um, coming out early, getting leads, and that's a formula for them is to is to get an early lead, not play from behind, and uh, um, they do a good job of that. I think probably a better job than than Atlanta did with uh, Michael Vick, but there's a lot of similarities there. Got to take a break, and Mickey, you're exactly right. They the Ravens have scored first and have led in eight of their nine games. You're listening to the Saints Coaches Show with Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis tonight. We'll step aside here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back mike austin studio bobby a bears at the silver slipper and we're joined with saints executive vice president and general manager mickey loomis all hands on deck at saints training camp tonight coaches working late getting ready because of the short week and that's where i wanted to go next mickey i mean it's it's tough enough. You have to a Monday night game, but then you have to go on the road, and you're playing a team that had an open week last week uh, in in Pittsburgh. So the players are off tomorrow, being Wednesday. That basically leaves Thursday, Friday, maybe a walkthrough on Saturday. Then it's onto the plane. I mean, how much are things condensed when it's a Monday night game, and then you got to go on the road? Yeah, well, it's. Um... Listen, it's not anything we haven't had to do before. You know, we have 
we've had a lot of Monday night games over the last, you know, five or six years, so we're used to this schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, it's you're, you're basically compressing it 24 hours, and and uh, the only the only you just mentioned it, the only double whammy is that right. the team we're playing is coming off a of bye week, and <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd think that uh, when they do the scheduling, they take that into consideration, but obviously they don't. Now, uh, Mickey, uh, I don't know. Uh, you can answer this. Uh, you might ask Coach Carmichael. This would be a, maybe a Pete Carmichael uh, question. But fans have asked me, uh, considering how explosive he's been as of late, why did Taysom Hill only have a one rushing attempt? He had six yards. Now he was one for one. He completed a 13-yard pass. And then he was targeted one time as a receiver. But they tell me, Bobby, why he's not getting the ball like uh, 10, 11, 12 opportunities every game? I mean, was it the ebb and flow of the game? How do you explain that? How can, what can yeah. I tell the fans when Taysom's not touching the ball as much as they think he should? Well, I, you know, I think, listen, if you watch a game um, in the first half, actually I, I don't remember exactly how many possessions we had. might have been 9 or 10, but – we had four three and outs and one one and out. So five of our possessions were three plays or less. So it's hard to get into a rhythm. Um, and, and, you know, when you're falling behind early in the game, it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're, when, you, when you're not making first downs and having a lot of plays um, in order to get into the running game. We only had, as I mentioned, we only had 15 rushes for the whole game. And look, in the second half, when we're down two scores, we got we got to drop back and throw it, right? And so – that's not the formula for um, having Taysom and, and even Alvin having a lot of touches, and, and yet that's the formula that we need in order to, uh, you know, to win games. Now, uh, Mickey, speaking of the formula, and I know, I know you old school like I am, you can't be minus 10 uh, for the season so far. Now, we dug ourselves such a big hole. Now, all you could do, like Deuce and I talked about this, uh, you know, we just got to worry about being 1-0. Go to Pittsburgh and win that game. Well, I think that's also uh, with the turnover margin. Can we be uh, for sure even if not plus one or two? Well, we can't be minus one. And I think that's going to be significant going forward that you just look at that. You might not want to talk about that. A lot of the fans, oh, hey, Barry, you always talk about the, the turnover margin. But I, I know we dead last right now at minus 10. And that's not uh, winning football. No, you're lucky if you win, uh, considering if you minus 10, it's amazing uh, to me that we have uh, three wins considering that number. Well, look, you, you've hit the nail on the head, Bobby. And, and, you know, it's interesting because right now our offense is the sixth-ranked offense in total yards in the NFL. Our defense is the 11th-ranked defense in the NFL. Combined, that's 17, right? There's only three teams that have a number lower than that, a combined offense and defense ranking lower than that, Buffalo, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. But the but is this. We're, you just said it. We're 32nd in the league in the takeaway, giveaway um, um, margin. Minus 10, seven takeaways and 17 giveaways. And that's that's the difference between being six and three and three and six. And so, you know, Look, I I look at it. I try to always look at things from a positive standpoint. We've got a good football team in here somewhere, right? We do. It, it's we we've got numbers and and statistics uh, uh, that show that, and yet we don't have the results. And the results are a direct result of the um, 
the turnover takeaway ratio. And it's not just turnovers. You can't just say, it's well, it's just because we've had 17 turnovers. It's also because we've only had seven takeaways, which is, I think, the second fewest in the league. And so that's an area that we can get better. And, and you just said it. Look, we can't do anything about the minus 10 that we've had to date, but we can do something about the remaining games that we have and try to focus on, look, let's get takeaways and not give it away because that's the formula for us winning. Earlier today, head coach Dennis Allen talked about Kenny Pickett, who you'll face on Sunday in Pittsburgh. They've struggled as well, two and six. They won their first game against the Bengals in a, a crazy, crazy affair. Then they beat Tampa Bay. Uh, that's that's their two wins. But Dennis Allen had said he thought that Pickett was really the top-rated quarterback in the draft. Now, you already had Olave and Penning prior to that, but just talk about where Pickett was kind of on your board and kind of the skill set he possesses. Yeah, look, we, we definitely had him as a first-rate talent. Uh, I know Jeff was, was – uh, Jeff Ireland really liked him uh, coming out and, and – uh, Look, there are a lot of a lot of good things. I think he's a great prospect and going through some growing pains right now. But, look, we're going to have our hands full. This is another team that uh, all the Mike Tomlin teams, the Steeler teams, are well coached and they're physical. And, and uh, we're going to have to come um, this Sunday with, with a physical brand of smart football uh, in order to win the game. You know, um, Mickey, I'm looking at uh, – and it does matter when you play a team – it was amazing the impact uh, that T.J. Watt and what he means to that Steelers defense. We just talking to a Steelers reporter. It looks like uh, he's coming back. He's going to play against the Saints. And I, I even look at, listen, uh, look at that Gene Poole. Uh, I think J.J. Watt was a stud. I, I, I mean, you know, he's deal, dealt with injuries. But, but I think T.J. Watt's even a better, better version of J.J. Watt. What did you take on T.J. Watt? Because I was looking at... The last five and a half years, and Mickey, this is uh, something that bodes well for Cam Jordan and Demario Davis. I'm looking at most tackles for a loss the last five and a half seasons. T.J. Watt is number two with 83, Cam Jordan number three uh, with 81, but then you got Cameron Hayward uh, with 64, Demario Davis 63. Now this is going into the game, so are we going to witness coming up? uh, That's that's difference makers. Now, you know, you get a little older, but uh, that's a good sample size last five and a half seasons that you're going to have four out of the top nine NFL come Sunday who who gets in the backfield and disrupts his tackles for a loss. Yeah, um, look, first of all, T.J. Watt's one of the best defensive players in our league. And, um, man, it always seems like teams get healthy right when we get ready to play them or they make a trade. You know, Baltimore got Roquan Smith. um right before we, we decide, you know, we're going to play them. Um, we play Carolina, then they trade Christian McCaffrey. You know, when things aren't going well, that always seems to work against you. Um, but, look, we're, again, you, you said it right. Um, you know, those impact plays, tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, those kinds of – the great players make a lot of those, and, and certainly T.J. Watt um, – makes a lot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cam Jordan for a long, long time has made made those kinds of plays for us, and, and we're going to need him this weekend. Need to step aside and take a break. We're back with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. You're listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, 
New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And I think you guys might have overlapped. I'm trying to look at the, the timeline. Omar Khan, who is the Pittsburgh Steelers General Manager, he's a New Orleans native, went to Rummel, uh, Tulane, and worked for the Saints from 96 to 01. And he's been with the Steelers since 01. He's now the, the general manager. Did, did you, you all overlapped a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And uh, look, Omar was here when, when, when I got here with Randy Mueller. He, uh, he worked, I think, primarily with Terry O'Neill prior to coming here. And then when he came, he worked for me and with me briefly. And then we moved him over to coaching and he worked with uh, the coaching staff. Did a lot of analytic work there with them and and uh, did a great job. He, he's uh, really a super smart, um, uh, really good guy. Paid a lot of dues. Um, worked for the Steelers for a long, long time under Kevin Colbert. Did a, has done a great job there and, and really deserves uh, the opportunity to be a general manager. And he'll do a really good job for them. So I'm happy for Omar. And, and it's exciting when a New Orleans native gets that opportunity. Now, uh, Mickey, I don't know if you can answer this. Uh, I just want your opinion on it because I think it's an unusual season uh, right now and what has occurred. I'm looking at uh, our remaining schedule, for instance. The Philadelphia Eagles are the only team left on the schedule that currently has an above 500 record. You know, the next four games we play in the Steelers. Look at the Rams. They're coming off a Super Bowl. I don't think it's a Super Bowl hangover. It looks uh, different than that. Then you look even the 49ers. You might think, well, I think the 49ers are damn good, but they're under 500. Then you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why is the reason that, okay, this is a two-point question. Why maybe is it parity? And I, and I try to tell fans, I say, well, they do get paid to play defense. But you look, you've had some old-school scores, and not everybody throwing for 300 yards. Well, what is your take what's occurred this season because it seems like in previous seasons that was not necessarily the case where we're at now. Um, well, first of all, you're exactly right. This is a really an unusual uh, uh, in the sense that, look, you always expect one or two teams to step up and, and play better than expected and one or two to not meet the expectations. But it's, it's kind of upside down this year. I mean, there's a lot of teams that had – high expectations were one of them um, that haven't met those expectations. And look, teams with, with guys that are historically good quarterbacks are, you know, are not, not playing well. And so I don't have an explanation for it. Um, I think it has to do with, with parity. I think it has to do with, um, you know, the salary cap and, and the amount of resources that you have and not being able to retain players. I think that makes a difference. I think injuries uh, make a huge difference. You know, when you look at uh, at the end of each season, when you look at the teams that are in the Super Bowl and in and deep in the playoffs, they're teams that haven't had a lot of injuries. They've been fortunate in order to keep their their core players healthy. And and I think there's a number of these teams um, that had high expectations that had have had a lot of injuries as well. So it, it's a combination of things. Um, but it is a, it, I think it is more unusual than it's been in the past. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, uh, boy, next man up, you talked about injuries. Uh, Pete Werner's having an outstanding season, uh, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind, de- dealing, I don't know, it was a hip flex or a groin injury. 
but from uh, but the get-go, he's been outstanding. Uh, I always look at the solo tackles. I mean, obviously the total tackles, but he's been amongst the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Uh, but I thought, uh, you know, next man up, that Kane Nellis did a pretty good job. Uh, considering he's in there, we, we kind of view him as a special teams guy. He had five total tackles, four unassisted. He had a sack, a quarterback hurry. That, that I thought Caden uh, Ellis uh, kind of plug and play did his job. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, look. There's I think one of the silver linings so far in this season is that we've seen, you know, players in their in their second year, a few players in their first year that have have elevated their games, and and Pete Werner is certainly one of those. I think Caden Ellis. Um, has has made some strides. I think he's in his third year, but he's made some strides. You know, Zach Bond. There's been some other guys too. Um, Alante Taylor uh, is another guy. Paulson Adebo. These are guys that that have either they're either rookies or they're players earlier in their career, and they've made they've made some really good strides. And uh, uh, it's one of the silver linings of this season so far. Well, Mickey, we know it's a short week, and I know it's busy over there at the facility, three and six, but yet, you know, still lots to play for. Get it started in Pittsburgh with a W, and we appreciate your time. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Bobby, good talking to you guys. All right, Mickey. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Lots more coming your way on the Saints Coaches Show. We'll talk with Dr. Matt Ray, the Director of Sports Science for the Saints. It's his first year. We'll get his thoughts on an unusual football season and some of his special tactics. That's coming up after the break here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Mike Hoss here in studio. Bobby's at the Silver Slipper. We'll go all the way to 730 tonight, and then we'll go another half an hour leading up to election coverage tonight 
at 8 o'clock. And joining us now, uh, Matt Ray, the director of sports science for the Saints, just joined the Saints. This is his first season, a couple of years in Alabama. Uh, I would go through a bit of his resume and history, but it's too unbelievably great and lengthy. But uh, do you, Matt, do you go by Dr. Ray or do you, do you prefer just Coach Ray? Oh, you can call me Matt. That's fine. Some, sometimes uh, there's I get called worse than than Dr. Ray, but you can stick with Matt. Well, it's amazing how specialized the NFL has become. I mean, just flip through anybody's media guy. I mean, there's a head strength conditioner, a head athletic trainer, a director of sports medicine, director of rehab, a director of sports nutrition, and that's that's literally from the Saints media guide. So give me a little insight into – your t- role in the director of sports science and kind of how it differs. I mean, it's no longer just about guys in there pounding as much weight as possible, right? Yeah, so I would say my role is probably more just of a coordinator, um, especially as, as, for instance, as a player comes out of physical therapy or they're returning from an injury, trying to bridge the gap between physical therapy and strength and conditioning without just putting them right back into normal training. But you know, the data has become very, very valuable in our processes and uh, how you use data, what data you're looking at, how you use the data to influence training or practice schedules or things like that. It's, it's become uh, much, more, uh, much more objective. Um, so g- gathering data, looking at data, trying to interpret data and provide some some input to either the strength and conditioning coaches or the sports medicine staff or the the coaching staff uh, is probably a, a, the best description I could give of my daily work. Now, Matt, I'm going to ask you a fan question, and they, they would think you probably have the a- uh, answers. You're the expert. So, uh, you know, to be held accountable, you got to be available. So they ask me this all the time. Uh, what's up with Michael Thomas? He can't be hurt that much. So uh, do you have an explanation? Is it just bad luck or is it like, is it that serious? Well, what's the deal with Michael Thomas? Because I always say this, you know, like players sometimes, it's a contract year, they perform unbelievable. Then they get paid maybe to shut it down. No, Michael Thomas got rewarded with an unbelievable contract and he became NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Then it seems like he was snake bit after that. Is it just bad luck or what? Well, without really diving into particular injuries or people, I, I will say this on, on Mike, uh, works his tail off. He, I mean, the guy's worked hard in, in his rehab. He, he, he does extra work. He, he's uh, constantly working on the things that he needs, needs to work on to get better and to return and, so I, I just I think there's a lot of things that go into to different injuries and and different situations and it's it's probably frustrating for fans when you don't have all the information and you don't see all of the factors that are involved that sometimes it becomes you know the the frustration can become something that is that boils up because of a lack of of that information that. You know, our, our our guys work hard. Our staff works hard. Our, every, everyone, I, I think, is doing everything they possibly can to to limit the risk of injury, minimize the the severity of an injury if it's going to happen. Get them back as fast as as possible. That's healthy and appropriate for return to play. 
and then to stay on the field and, and, and be healthy throughout it. There's, there's just, there's some really good people involved in this and, and players that, well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I've really enjoyed uh, coming here and seeing the, the buy-in from the players and the, the excitement from the players to, to train, uh, to, to, to do things that we're asking them to do or not do things that we're asking them not to do. Uh, I've, I've been very impressed with that. And, and I, I, I think that's something that often gets overlooked or not, not addressed enough with the fan base that, you know, these guys, these guys are working hard. They want to be healthy. They want to perform at their best. They want to win. Um, it's, it's, it, it, that's why, that's why they do it. And, uh, you know, they, I, I, I really appreciate their efforts in that regard. Now, Matt, uh, when you look at, um, in the future, obviously the future is now, but also looking into the future, uh, like number one concern, not just for the saints or the national football league, and when you look at soft tissue injuries or even, uh, I still think, concussions. I mean, uh, football is a violent sport. So you can have rules. You can legislate only so much. But I don't know how you truly, uh, you, you don't want to protect the players. But I don't know if you can actually avoid uh, a player maybe from getting a concussion. But, but what do you think, like, if you're looking at crystal ball, the future, and the number one concern, is it still concussions? Or is it like something, not, it's not minor, but like a hamstring injury? Can we get that better or hip flexor and all that? What, what is your take as far as how the game will progress, let's say, the next decade beyond? Well, it is, it is a contact sport. It's a fast uh, collision sport. That's why I love it. That's why our players love it. Like why our fans love it. Um, so along with that comes some of that risk and but when it comes to concussions, you know, with the with the long term effects of it and health of the player, you have to sacrifice some of the things of the game in order to protect the players. And I think the rules, some of those things have been very positive. I don't think it's taken a lot away from the game. I like that that kind of a trend where we're we're maybe policing certain things to to reduce those those risks. You know, I'd like to see a lot, a lot, even more investment into protective equipment, not just for concussions, but, you know, yes, we've dealt with rib injuries. Uh, you know, it's protective equipment across the board is something that I think is, is high on the list. Shoes, footwear, you know, we, we've gone through foot and toe stuff. And, you know, there, so there's, there's a lot that goes beyond just the helmets. Uh, while those are important, uh, we need to. We really need to look at everything. And uh, Matt, I'm glad you brought up uh, the rib injuries. You know, I was the first college player to wear a flag jacket. <laughs> 19, now you dating yourself there. 1979. <laughs> no, the reason why I'm bringing it up, I was in Natchitoches at Northwestern State, and remember Dan Pastorini with the old Houston Oilers. Well, it was made by Donzi. Yeah. It was made by Donzi. It looked like it had a barrel around me. <laughs> All of a sudden, they yep. cracked my ribs. I said, I tell you what, preventive medicine, I'm going to learn to throw with this f- flag jacket. You go like this story, Matt. All of a sudden, my grandma hadn't seen her in a while. She shows up at the game. She tells my daddy. She goes, boy, Bobby got fat, huh? Look, look at him. And then, then my dad's telling him, no, he has this rib protector. It was like a barrel. But I tell you what, once you get that shot in the ribs and you're trying to hang in there tough in the pocket, that's why I'm glad you brought that up, because look how aggressive Taysom Hill runs and just when you're standing in the pocket. That I think with technology, that's one area. You still can be an aggressive runner, 
but have almost like preventive uh, medicine from getting that protection. I don't know if Donzi's even still in the business, but I know, I, boy, thank God they had that flag jacket. Because I know when they had leather helmets, they didn't have that. Leather helmets? Well, if you look at... If you, if you look at the just the size of the shoulder pads and size of the leg pads, we're going to minimal uh, minimal types of, of equipment. We just need to get good protective uh, benefits out of it. But you know, when you talk about soft tissue work, that's probably where we spend the most of our time and efforts because you're looking at modifiable risk factors and trying to identify potential warning signs in each player and what might signal that they're at greater risk for some of those things. And uh, if, if anything, those are probably the ones where we can have the most effect. Um, but I'll tell you what, I've seen it done very, very well. I've seen great data on a player. And then it's just this, this sport is so aggressive that, you know, you can do it perfectly and something still happens. Uh, but, you know, our, our, our job is, to make sure that we're exhausting every resource and every data point and every intervention that we possibly can to try to, 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 to limit this or to minimize the severity of something or to, to help them get back as fast as possible. That's probably where I'm investing more and more of my efforts because, you know, the, the, the protective equipment's out of my control, the playing surface is out of my control, the shoes are out of our control, so the, the the muscle injuries are usually the ones that uh, I I watch the most, and if I see a a trend, uh, then we know we need to, to to make some team adjustments. If I see individual uh, occurrences or uh, you know repeated occurrences in the same player, then we know we need to address some individual factors. But you know the the real goal is to get ahead of it, not be reactive when something happens, and. You know, the great thing and the bad thing about this industry is that it's never good enough. Um, it's, it's never going to be perfect. And, it, you know, it's just, just like you focus on what we're doing every day to physically prepare these guys and do the very best we can and, and then let them, let them go play ball. And, Matt, are you working with uh, just the Saints or do you also do the Pelicans? Because, you know, like, you know, different sports and you talk about soft tissue and, all I know is I play football and basketball. You think you're in shape, and you're not really in shape. You go from football to basketball. I mean, that's a totally well, different in, animal. Yeah. Go interestingly, ahead. Aaron Aaron Nelson the, uh, with the Pelicans is a good friend of mine. We were actually at, at the Phoenix Suns. When he was with the Phoenix Suns, I, I was in the Valley and did some work with him and, and the Suns. And so he's a good friend, and, and we, we talked. And it's more information sharing. Uh, which I kind of like. I, I like having him right on site with us. Uh, I like the fact that I'm familiar with him. And so, so we share information, but, you know, this is such an exhausting operation that I just don't have a lot of time, nor does he. Uh, we, we're investing everything into our guys. And so there's informa- a lot of information sharing, but that's about the extent of it. Well, Matt, we appreciate your time. The Director of Sports Science, I I know you've had your hands full this season. I know you have your hands full this week. So, again, appreciate your time, continued success, and and good luck this week getting ready for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Thanks, guys. 
Matt Ray, Director of Sports Science. Bob, we're going to give you a little break. We're going to give you a break from the mic. Step aside. You're going to come back, though. Don't forget, you got the second half of the second guest. We'll come back with Mike Dettelier after this on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. It is the Saints Coaches Show, a rather atypical Tuesday night because of the Monday night game. So we're having the Coaches Show tonight, but we wouldn't normally be going to Monday night football, but we're not doing that. So we're going to get a special second half. So this is the, we're the this show is the halftime of the second guest show, and we'll go back out to Mike Atelier and Bobby Abair at 7.30 as we lead you up to election coverage at 8. And Mike Atelier joins me back now. And, wow, it's a, it's a short week, Mike, as, as, as we know. And I was looking through some of the stuff from Mike Tomlin. He's a Virginia native, went to William and Mary. Yep. And so he's defeated 30 NFL teams. He's 156 and 91 in his career. He's defeated 30 teams, every team except the New Orleans Saints. How about that? Yeah. Well, the yeah. other, the 32nd team, of course, would be Pittsburgh itself. Would be, be, would be Pittsburgh. <laughs> would be Pittsburgh yeah, I figured itself. that one out real quick. Right. I was, I was waiting for that Saints. He's uh, uh, drop on that. Um, again, these two teams have not played each other. No, uh, they haven't hardly uh, at all. He's only had three meetings, so it's not, not, not a huge sample size. And that's that's one of those stats that we'd like to keep intact. Most of the other yeah. stats that happened last night, we'd like to throw away. But that one, that little record, uh, let's keep that intact and so we yeah. it's going to be a weird week right because the players are off tomorrow so really any injury report we get and that's really the biggest question that a lot of the fans and we won't know we anything want. until friday we really. it'll be thursday yeah. so tomorrow well, off. thursday you might give you a day off well they're off tomorrow no so, but what i'm saying is he may give an extra day to some of the veterans too. oh he may but i mean the as far as the so the injury report that comes out tomorrow is what they call the expected, the anticipated. Like if yeah. we practice today, these guys wouldn't practice. But you're right; we won't get our first injury report until Thursday, and I don't. Yep. And then that'll be the coordinators talking. So I don't think we'll hear from head coach Dennis Allen uh, on the post injury report until Friday. Might be wrong about that, but I know tomorrow. Uh, We'll, we'll hear from him, but uh, it's going to be interesting this week to kind of really see who's available. Yeah, the other thing, too, is you're playing a rookie quarterback. Uh, and, and having watched Kenny, uh, I saw him so much at University of Pittsburgh. I thought he had a great senior year. I remember him coming to Manning. He came Manning back-to-back years. And he thought about coming out early after his junior year, and I talked to Peyton about it, and Peyton told me, I told him, stay. Stay at Pitt. Get you another year under your belt. And refine your skills, and it moved him from probably would have been a late third, fourth-round pick into a first-round pick. But you're going through the growing pains uh, with a rookie quarterback, and you watch him, and, man, he looks good at times, and then he looks awful at times, too. It, offensive line isn't helping him much. Uh, that's, a, that's almost a total rebuild uh, for the Steelers, either in the offseason. And you can't do it in just one year. But they're going to have that. And Najee Harris um, has not been the same since he injured his plantar fascia. Uh, he's just not been the same back. And he was such a force as a rookie. He's a big man who can really haul up the field in fast. And he's got power. And then defensively, you sort of got old real quick in a lot of disappointments in, in early round picks. So... You know, I know they're not going to change Mike Tomlin, but, man, Matt Cannon, I saw enough of him at LSU. 
man, he, he flunked the Dale Carnegie test there. I mean, he didn't get along with people real well. Now, I'm not just talking about with the head coach. I'm talking about with almost everybody. He didn't get along well. And I think he's certainly on the hot seat uh, in Pittsburgh. they got to make a change there. But uh, the Kenny Pickett rookie kind of struggles uh, will be interesting to watch because sometimes you, you think you've seen everything and yet you haven't. And they come after you a lot of different ways. And you would figure, you know, T.J. Watt, you know, he went to Lourdes and got cured. And he'll play this week against the Saints. Uh, that seemingly every week something like that happens uh, one way or another. But uh, And the Steelers really not playing with a lot of confidence. They're still a physical team, but they don't play with the same confidence we've seen them in years past. Yeah, their, their victories are over Cincinnati and, and Tampa. Which kind of leads me to kind of a, a strange place, and, and and I know this is you know this is way beyond half glass full, but these next two games for the Saints because again they're three and six, but Tampa's four and five, so if you just kind of play this out just for the heck of it, come on, let's just play it out. So if the Saints are to do anything, they've got to beat Tampa. So they'll, they're head, confident. They're head, the, right. I don't know if you saw the game Sunday between Tampa and the Rams. Are you confident after watching that game, people say, oh, Tampa's turned the corner. They, they were fortunate to win that game oh, the against Rams the Rams, who aren't a good team Oh, either. my God. The Rams drive me nuts, man. They just drive me nuts. Uh, and so, you know, I'll I tell you this before, and I'll repeat it. You're almost looking in the mirror image of one another. You know, for, for most of the teams in the NFC, with the exception of the Eagles and the Vikings. Everybody, you look in that mirror, they, they kind of look right back at you. you they all look the same uh, to me. And you don't know what you're going to get week to week. There's a lot more inconsistency than I can remember, Mike, in the last dozen years. Yeah, because uh, it hasn't been like great football parody, right? That'd be different. If it were great different. football parody, we wouldn't be saying anything. But it's not great football parody. It's, it's Saints it's shut ugly. out Raiders and get, you know. Beat it's badly. ugly football right. parody. But a lot. I mean, here's it where, you know, uh, the last thing I'll say, that if it does come down to it, the tiebreakers are head-to-head, division, and then common games. Common games. So the Saints, Pittsburgh, Rams, back-to-back. The, the You know, the, the Buccaneers lost to Pittsburgh, beat the Rams. The Buccaneers actually have five games left of common opponents. The Saints have four left. It's got to start with Pittsburgh. But, I mean, if we're going to play it out, let's have some fun. And when you when when the leading team is Tampa at four and five and you're three and six, well, you know, you got you to start somewhere. And even they got hope in Atlanta. So that tells you just how bad it is. And now we have Atlanta and Carolina on, <laughs> yeah. on a Thursday night. I'm like, I'm like again, we're going to watch this guy? I'm like, that's unbelievable. Like Abraham told me, he said, Mike, who the hell picked this game? I said, I, dude, I don't have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I know. I know I was, they were talking today. We're getting ready to close up, and you guys are. But, like, Indianapolis has, like, two Monday night games still, still oh, coming. Lord. It's like, oof, oof. Well, we got a short week, Michael. I appreciate your time as Thank always. You, Mike. Appreciate Look it, forward buddy. to your insight on the back end. It's a special second half edition of the second guess. Saints in Pittsburgh, three and six against the two and six Pittsburgh Steelers, noon on Sunday. Then it's back home against the Rams. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.